what's going on? How's it hanging? How's it happening? You guys know what it is. This is Kevin from the Core Progression Podcast. The podcast bringing the best emerging bands in rock and metal to the best rock and metal fans out there for them to say, hey, that band is awesome. I want to get to them. And ah, I got in that band before you guys did, before they made it big. Hell yeah. And also bringing the biggest bands in the scene as well. So you guys can know more about them and hear stories that you might never, ever, ever hear anywhere else. Welcome to the show, guys. And we've got another great one for you today twerking and moshing at the same time what yeah a band that got a good blow up on tiktok thanks to a cover of get low by Lil john we have desire disguise on the podcast but before we go into that interview and that great conversation i want to thank support for this podcast from our sponsor phoenix fitness so yeah you guys know i love going to mosh pits twerking and mosh pits that sounds like a good time because you got to get mosh pit fit yeah that's how we're going with it mosh pit fit so the best way to go about do that is making sure that you're eating right, eating healthy, and going to the gym and make sure your physical fitness is on point to achieve your fitness goals, or to be like me, mosh pit fit, lifting, running, biking, cart, anything that might be able to get you to that point to make sure you can be in the pit and have a blast. But one of the other important sides of those things too is to prepare and recover, right? Because the last thing you want to do is like go lifting like crazy and then not have, you know, the proper recovery time, proper preparation time so that you, you know, are struggling to do this day in and day out. No, 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 no. You need to prepare and recover right to be mosh pit fit. So that's where Phoenix Fitness comes in because they have many different products and supplements to help you achieve those fitness goals to make sure you're preparing right, make sure you're recovering right and be mosh pit fit. They have different types of pre-workout that are both stim and stim free. I use their stim free stuff because not gonna lie, that peach mango flavor tastes really, really good. And also you guys know how much energy I have. Can you imagine me on a bunch of like caffeine? It would be pretty, pretty more intense than it already is right now. So I use the stim free stuff. They have different BCAA recovery compounds to drink right after your workout. They have creatine to help you build muscles, different types of protein, collagen, plant-based whey protein to help you recover and build that muscle after workout. I use their chocolate malt whey protein because good stuff. I like it. Keeps me mosh pit fit. They have different types of multivitamins and many different products to help you achieve your fitness goals. That's what Phoenix Fitness comes in and that's what they have for you. So our listeners and watchers of the podcast, you can get 20% off using the code CPP20 at FNXFit.com. The link's description of the podcast. I want to thank you, Phoenix Fitness. And now on to our feature presentation with Desire Disguise. To the window! To the wall! Let's go! boys and girls listeners of the chord progression podcast you know i love me some good 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 music right you know i love me good music especially when there's new music coming out in 2023 that you should know about it and hell yeah we're diving right into it the band we have on today they have been getting a good amount of notoriety based off of their cover of get low by little john in the most <laughs> metal metalcore sense possible but they have a brand new album called elsewhere which is out now for you guys to go check out but before Potentially go check it out, and before you go like crazy listening to this band, let's get to know more about them, and let's have a good time. So please welcome Jackson, Juicy, and Chris from the band Designer Disguise to the podcast. So gentlemen, welcome to Core Progression Podcast. How's it going? Hey. What up? It's, it's still it's still hoosty, but I like Juicy. <laughs> I, okay. I'm going to start calling you Juicy. Yeah, just call Juicy instead of uh, hoosty, Juicy. I mean, I'm sorry I fucked it up, but I may have just started something here. Hey, <laughs> that's how you get derivative jokes, and that's we love that. All of a sudden, he's going to come out on stage one point wearing booty shorts that just say Juicy on the back of it. <laughs> that might happen. Yeah, you already know. 
it, it might happen. And I mean, in today's day and age, when it comes to stage performances, I've seen some weird stuff. I've seen some crazy stuff. That definitely would be one of those where I would look and be like, I remember this shit. That was funny. And then <laughs> what else you learned about that show? Well, the pit was a lot of fun and we knocked down a couple of people and had a blast. Ideal. Exactly. It is ideal. So guys, just to start out with, how has everything going in your world as of late, especially with the release of the new record? I mean, just how's life been treating you guys? Honestly, it's been going better than we could have kind of expected. Um, you know, we've been working really, really hard for the last couple of years on this album and working on content and it kind of felt like it was, you know, in the shadows and now we're out of the shadows and we got the cover of Get Low that popped off and the album came out and our home show at the High Dive in Seattle was packed and then Portland was packed and then Grants Pass was packed. Um, and it feels really cool because we booked this tour ourselves um, and it's just going better than expected. About to say Seattle bands booking tours by themselves and going better than expected. This is something I've definitely heard multiple times already before on this <laughs> podcast. So you guys are definitely following along in a good trend. Heck yeah. Um, and then, so basically after today, tomorrow we have Sacramento. So we're playing with our friends in Lucrezia. Um, we thought it was called Lucretia until we met them. And they're like, it's Lucrezia. And I was like, okay, I just have to say it like Italian. Um, and then <laughs> we're playing like a house show in uh, Colton at this place called The Slab. Um, the house, their house is called the slab, I guess. And then we're playing Soma in San Diego. And then we're recording like a live set with our friend Mel Torres, who's in the band, uh, promotive and a Silas. Um, and then we head home, but it's been crazy successful compared to what at least my expectations were, you know, <laughs> I mean, I would say it has to be, you know, going rather successful compared to expectations because before we started this, of course, I'm listening to the new album. I'm getting into it as much as possible, really trying to understand it and looking at like the numbers that you guys have been growing, especially when people look at growth, they want those kind of numbers. Looking at like Spotify listener count, I think today you guys were like monthly listener count, like 133,000. So it's just, you know, the growth is definitely there, especially coming off the album and the get low cover. So yeah, it's definitely happening. And then you're seeing sold out shows, multiple different places and continue down on this little run that you guys put your, together for yourselves. And again, sold out runs. I mean, come on. It's just, you know, let the good times roll. Hell yeah. 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 I mean, we went from like about 44K in uh, 44K monthly listeners on Spotify in November. And we're almost, you know, we're like 90,000 more than that now. And um, we're just trying to keep the good times rolling um with the album we actually the full version of get low because we have that like snippet that we did for tiktok which was the full thing and then everybody was like we want more <laughs> um on february 24th that the whole we did the whole song um and it's coming out so get ready for even more moshing or twerk moshing <laughs> as we've been telling people to do at shows <laughs> twerk moshing okay i can only do one of those things between twerk moshing it's definitely the latter because that's the thing i do twerking i don't got a big enough ass for that so unfortunately <laughs> i'm gonna be able to partake in the second half of that but then i'm hoping at some point i'm like damn if this is gonna be the case you guys keep growing damn am i gonna be able to see you guys live this year so that we can get that twerk mosh and pick going with me in the center of it <laughs> even though i can't twerk like for shit i'm gonna look like tina from uh bob's burgers just like yes. <laughs> I can't even do it. Like it's just, it's just gonna, it's gonna be something that'll be a sight to behold in the worst way possible. 
Oh yeah, just <laughs> bending the back basically. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, but yeah, no, we're hoping like basically we booked this tour by ourselves to, to like build our resume for booking agents um, and we're trying to get everywhere. It's been crazy with the cover because people are like, come here, come here, come here. And like months, a few months ago, like that was not the case. Um, and now it is. And that's all we want to do is get out there and play for people. And now we'll have a full version to play. Um, and we have a ton of music. So like we're ready for whatever. Oh, yeah, you guys are definitely ready forever. I do want to jump a little bit more into the story behind that as well, especially with the Get Low cover, because it was one of the things that, again, was a catalyst for getting you guys to grow, you know, a time and a half on inter or 150% basically in terms of Spotify listener account numbers. Mm -hmm. And on top of that, just people requesting it for a full song and then requesting you guys to come places based off it. Why did you guys cover the song in the first place? And what was just the idea behind it? Because seeing how it turned out i mean it was a great move i just want to know like the story behind it Boosty. yeah oh. i think we were just we were playing the TikTok game and uh doing a few covers every week for a few months before we did get low and uh you know we were just trying to do popular songs and um just trying to find out what will work and i think at the time of that we were thinking about get low we were just like let's just have fun let's do something nostalgic you know, for us and something we want to do because nothing else is really gaining traction. So let's just try new stuff. And uh, we're really excited that one popped off because that's like our lane. You know, we're we're totally ready for that type of cover content to be making. So Are we have like the hip hop and metal vibes in our own music. Um, and it, it's just it's a really good kind of indication of, you know, like the heavier aspects of what we do. But like Kusi was saying, we have been doing the TikTok game for months and sort of feeling like discouraged because like the shit we were making was good, but it wasn't catching on. And then we were like, it really felt sort of like a fuck it moment of just like, fuck it, let's make a ridiculous, like, like in some ways, stupid and funny cover. Like, you know, I like when we get to the chorus, like I sing this like big operatic thing. I was like, I'm going to sing fucking opera over Get Low, you know, and it just like. It connected with people and honestly one of the cooler comments we've gotten back about this is like holy shit you sound like uh surge from system of a down and i was like oh damn that dude is super operatic and is like an incredible vocalist so it's a very fun uh comparison yeah i mean that is a fun comparison i can even see that too nothing about with the whole entire to the window exactly. to the wall. i mean it definitely stood out as like this is this is something that's completely and utterly ridiculous but in terms of the TikTok game as well, I totally can understand the fact, especially as a band, why you guys went full in on it to try and get some things to pop off. Because when it comes to a lot of music discovery and a lot of, you know, bands just kind of having those moments where they finally get that traction going, it's like it's like a starting point to really get some traction. Take a look at, you know, I'll use, I'll use Bad Omens and Just Pretend because that song, you know, that thing popped off on TikTok. It wasn't even a single that Bad Omens put out there. And I totally. doubt that they would have really have played that ever in a live setting. But all of a sudden it pops off on TikTok. So many people get into it. So many people get in the band and they roll with it to the point where now, you know, I went to go see them live on their uh, Concrete Jungle Tour. It was the last song they played before they uh, stepped off for like two minutes before the encore. It was like that was the one that people really wanted to hear. So you guys focusing in on that again, it's gonna be that thing that if you get something to pop off, it's gonna give you a cert. It's gonna give you some traction to start really rolling. But you have to continue the momentum there. 
And of course, when it comes to the type of content, you can be putting out like, you know, top tier content, great content, but it all depends upon the times, you know, what's going to hit, what's going to be that ridiculous thing that hits. Cause it could be something that you don't even think about. And then a random cover of get low in a metal sense, especially with your guys' style mixing, you know, some, some of that hip hop trap style into uh rock and metal. I mean, it, it really worked. Like there's no other <laughs> way to put it around there. It really worked. Oh yeah. Like we, and we really feel like when, when we did it, we were like, Oh, this is like entirely a lane that like, resonates with us like the hip-hop the metal and we grew up listening to these these songs like we we also like did one of yeah by usher um and that's so that's there and then we did one of just we just before tour put out one for low you know by flow rider like mm -hmm. short ago low 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 and so you know like it's it's a lot of fun and weirdly enough like the beats themselves like really kind of lend themselves to metal like it's pretty it's a pretty a to b just like you know john john with the with the kick and then just keep in that freaking synthy lead and there you go but the one we did with low more recently has like we actually went more in on like a breakdown at the end of it and i'm really stoked on that Husty does like really fast screams um he kind of like a la franz from attila but a lot of people are like you're like franz but better um <laughs> Which is like, I don't, you know, it's a very nice compliment, but Hoosty freaking rips on that shit. And we've been playing low or get low on tour and people have been losing their minds. It's, it's freaking hilarious. <laughs> I, mean, I don't blame people for losing their minds to get low. It's a song that especially anyone that's in our kind of generation really growing up. I mean, we remember hearing that song. We were like, you know, those middle school, high school days. It's just it was freaking everywhere. Any Anytime you went somewhere to a party, people were playing it. Hell, people still play it because it's just that damn good of a fun of a fun song to play at a party. And oh, now yeah. you put that metal sense on there as well. And talking about how you're seeing all these different tropes in hip-hop and rap and then seeing how a lot of those constructions behind their beats, behind their melodies, really come through and can sim like you know be very similar to rock and metal when it comes to covering this up. How to maximize on that while keeping the same feel of the song. I mean, it makes a total amount of sense why you guys could potentially lean into something like that, especially giving your background and giving this the songs, especially when we're listening to elsewhere, where there's a lot of differences going on in there. And sometimes, you know, more of those hip hop, sometimes those trap elements do end up making their way in there. And it all feels natural in a sense. Yeah. Um, it's, I mean, and it was so cool to have Get Low pop off right before Elsewhere came out because what's been amazing about it is like, you know, I think there's always concern about being a cover band and, whatever that is, but like it has translated entirely to the other songs, like out of my face that we did with dropout Kings has totally popped up and is almost now at a million streams. Um, and it very much fast forwarded that. Um, and then there's more people listening to our album because of it. And I think it also helped us sort of see one of the lanes that we have. It's like, I'm big feels big voice and love the heavy as well. But, and then Hoosties also feels, but Hoosties big screams, really good at rapping and it sort of showed us one of our lanes um you know it's like we should write a song like an original song with the same sort of approach that we've done these covers with because they're a lot of fun and like we like to have fun like we're not crazy but we like to have fun for sure a little crazy <laughs> we're a little i mean i was saying we're not party crazy we definitely a little crazy though <laughs> <laughs>
Well, you got to be a little bit crazy, especially to be playing music and having a blast with it, because in, in the end, I mean, you could be working a full-time job, sitting at a desk for eight, nine hours a day, going home, watching Netflix, falling asleep and repeating the same thing over and over again. I mean, come on, we got to be a little crazy. We got to live life to the fullest at that extent. And you guys seeing how all of this stuff with these covers, how writing them fits into your style, how it fits into your, not just your lane, but like one of your lanes, as you said, because listening to music, you guys can go many different directions but how it fits into one of your lane and then when it pops off at the same time. That is always the biggest concern between bands that always get that initial traction on TikTok. It's how do we keep this going and what else is there for people to get into? Is it just like, oh, are they just going to be considered that you, that cover band kind of uh, that's just going to keep going and playing those covers? Because I think it was, what band was doing a lot of those? I think it was Our Last Night was doing a lot of those like Disney covers. And it's yeah. like, yeah, they, they got popular and they did well. But at times, especially in the music industry, a lot of people I've been talking to, they thought of our last night. It's like, yeah, they're just that cover band that does the Disney cover. So it kind of put them in a much more narrow landscape with you guys. They'll put out, get low and having fun with it. And even some of the other covers, uh, it allowed people to get into your music and see how it translates further. Plus, even after it came out and after it was really, you know, good, getting a lot of semen popping off. When people went into your music, they saw that a brand new album was coming out literally right after this whole entire thing got going. So yeah. there was much more to just, you know, bite into for them. There was more content totally. coming out. You guys may have popped off at what might be for this the perfect time because you got the traction started, but you had the substance coming behind there uh, once again for people to not only stick around, but it's like, okay, there, we, I saw this, say people saw this on like January 10th. Already, you know, I want more music. I want more new music. Well, 10 days later, your album comes out and they have it. It's that wait period for them is not long. Yeah. It, it was like the most ideal um, timing. And, you know, they, they say that success success is like readiness plus luck. And like we have been working our asses off to have the substance. And we got a little bit of luck with, with Get Low just like really happening. And now the people listening to our album and in Grant's past, it was crazy. You know, like we, we played all original songs and a lot of people were there well, until Get Low. Um, and people were just like, electrified like i haven't felt that sort of just like people are like holy shit this is fucking awesome like when hoosty would start screaming or rapping people are like oh you know and then when we played get low at the end it was just you know electric as well but it's like that connection doesn't stop at get low that's not the only thing that we are um it's just it's just it's like the open door to come in and see this vast array of different tunes like on on elsewhere like we have songs that are like the deathcore electronic borderline broadway you know and then like just kind of straight down the middle rock and roll and there's kind of something for everyone and and also in a way there was something for everyone in the band because we yeah. all are very different artists but we all have enough um similarities in what we like for it to be cohesive and when we were in seattle playing our home show we played the entire album front to back and i think that people really like got to connect with the fact that this wasn't just a bunch of people throwing shit in a wall to see what works, but it was like, these are all the different aspects of who these people are as a band. Um, and it felt really cool to, to, to have that piece of work all come together in that moment. But beyond that, like we're really excited to keep pushing elsewhere and also to keep making more and more music. Like we're just getting started is really what it's all about. That's the key is you guys are just getting started and I, kind of just to close up the whole entire thing with get low and TikTok, you said something that was very powerful where it was when it happened with get low it was like 
the old door was now open for people to get into your stuff. It wasn't like the door was open and it opened up to a closet of just like a small room where it's like, okay, this is all that there is. It was when that door was open, people were able to see what was else, what was behind it, see what was there. And there was much more something and even more coming. So when he said, you know, preparedness and luck, yeah, you guys got lucky with, you know, something popping up, but you were absolutely prepared for that moment. And then when it came to the live setting, getting people to have that electricity, have that energy as you're going through your set to discover who Desire Disguise is. And then all, and then of course, once Get Low comes out at the end of the set, everyone's going, leaving that show, remembering the energy from that moment. <laughs> Trust me. I mean, I think about the shows I went to in 2022 and just went crazy at. It's usually the moments or the things that I felt towards the end of the shows. But if it was something that happened throughout the whole entire thing, or if I connected with something throughout the whole entire thing, I will always remember that. But man, you got to find a way to have something as a way for people to remember you, especially with that energy and that passion. So when they go to work the next day, they're talking to their friends about this crazy show where they found this band called Desire Disguise who decided to play a cover of Get Load after their amazing set and the crowd just went absolutely ape crazy. And now all they're going to want to do is like start a whole entire twerk mosh pit at the office. (laughs) We support that. Yes, we do. Supporting the twerk mosh pit. Hell yeah. But also going a little bit further into your music as well, going a little bit further into elsewhere before jumping into that, because with its dynamic sound in terms of how many different sounds and how many different influences come in there, like you said, some that has a little bit more of that opera feel, some more of the ballad feel, sometimes straight deathcore, you know, just good old rock and roll, but also bringing some hip hop and rap elements in there. Where do your guys' influences come from? But more importantly, what is your chemistry like in order to create things like this that all work together as a, co- a cohesive unit? Because that is something that not many bands can accomplish. Yeah, I mean, why don't we each start with some of our influences mm-hmm. first? Because like they are like we were joking about it in the car yesterday, just like how eclectic we are. I mean, like I love we all you know like alternative music, but like mine really came from like my chemical romance and like the used and jack's mannequin but also i fucking love the backstreet boys um you know like straight up i love electronic music i've been listening to that stuff since i was little um and that's kind of you know that's not it but i guess also i have a choral background i did sing opera (laughs) before like straight up um in acapella and and i was very vocally focused um and produced music as well but what about you boosty uh yeah as far as influences um i think we all just aligned that we love to play metal music and then we all have very different tastes so i'm i'm definitely like hip-hop focused uh i like progressive metal mostly and um in indie bands and electronic music which kind of runs the gamut yeah um and i as a drummer i've uh i grew up playing a little bit of everything and uh did like played in church did classical training did symphonic bands all that kind of stuff drum corps and shit and uh but i've really listened to everything and i i just love music in general and um as far as heavy music goes i was my early influences were like dillinger escape plan and refused and uh tool and you know like all the old proggy bands like rush and all that kind of stuff like um 
but as soon as I met these guys, I was like, this is a, this is an outlet for some heavy music that I've been searching for, for a long time. So it all worked out really well. Yeah. And in terms of like the chemistry it's been, so we've been a band since like 2015, there's been like a lot of changes in members, but Kusti and Chris kind of came into the band fully in 2018. So we've sort of like been, so me, Jackson, Hoosty and Chris, and then our, our, our guitarist and friend Josh, who's on tour with us right now, um, we have been creating together for quite a few years. And it's been, uh, you know, we've wrestled with how to bring these influences to this center point of um, something that all works for us. And I think you really see on the Elsewhere album, like us wrestling with that um, and finding our lane and finding where those things come together to make like a megazord, you know, to like reference, oh, Jesus Christ, you can hear who's in the bathroom. <laughs> um, but um, <laughs> love that audio. Um, but it, it's been like with these very different um, backgrounds like with and different desires and wanting to do things in the music it's been hard to do that in a way where they come together in a synergy rather than a way that limits each other's like full expression and I think we really on this album tried to make it so that each of those parts of ourselves could be shown um, and I think it helped us to really figure out some of the the lanes that we want to get into we've we've talked recently about wanting to like the, the two sides of our di Venn diagram being like heavy new metal core. And then the other side being like gigantic feelings. Um, and we were like, well, how will we like maybe explain that to like a producer when we go to work with a producer on our next music. And like, I think the easiest way, even though it's maybe limiting in some ways to, to explain it is like I prevail plus day seeker um, is one sort of way of like big, big feelings and also like heavy with like the hip hop. Um, but it, it's been it, not in like a negative way, difficult to, when you have like people who are all really talented and have different backgrounds to showcase each other, but we're like really figuring it out and it's been really fun. And the biggest key to figuring it out too, is just consistently working with each other, consistently allowing each other to express those ideas through your music. And when you're writing music, of course, trying all these different things because each of you guys have completely different influences from one spot to the next. And those different influences are going to come out in many different ways. So when an idea pops into your head, it's like, oh, shit, let's try something like this here. Let's try something like this here. And of course, if you're explaining it to one of the other guys based off of his influence that you're strongly that they're not. Of course, they might not fully understand it right away. I'm like, eh, I'm not sure how this is all going to work. But then you try it, you know, listen to it. And on paper it might seem like this is the weirdest idea that we ever came up with. This ain't going to work. And then you hear it come out. It's like, this is the weirdest idea that we ever came up with. But damn, does it sound good. Damn, does this work. Damn, does this match that idea of like, you know, we want the heaviness, but we want that grand feel of things. I get what you're saying with that. Like, you know, think about like that. I prevail meets day seeker kind of thing. But I do understand also you're saying, you know, that does limit you when people think more than granular in terms of like, you're thinking I prevail. You're thinking, you know, some of these big blasting moments, but you're also thinking about some of the softness that comes in there as well as some of the softer songs they do. And then when it comes to day seeker, it really comes to bringing out that emotion and bring a little bit more of those pop elements in there to really make those songs stand out for that moment. But mm -hmm. what you're missing out on is in that term, if you're looking at a granular level is where all these other influences come into play instead of just looking at it in a broad sense of what does I prevail bring to the table? What does day seeker bring to the table when it comes to that emotion? 
And then we also have all these other different influences, you know, think about influences from like the guys, dropout Kings, Lincoln park, bring me the rise and post one. How does this all work in together? But in the sense you have the mindset of, we want it to sound like this in a way when we're thinking about it. We want it to sound big. We want it to sound blasting. We want it to sound grand, grand. But when it comes to the feelings, we want them presented in that grand way at the exact same time. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And like, you know, over the years, we've been working to make that be a thing. And it's slowly like it feels like we're slowly locking in together. Like, mm-hmm. and, and, you know, we were talking about with Get Low that like I, when I was saying it's one of our lanes, I was like, OK, this is like one of the parts of our Venn diagram where it's big, blasty and and extra and new metally and Lincoln Parky. And then um, I felt like when we performed the album, we did the song called Infinite, um, which is like the big slow song on it. And like, I feel like that and like one of our other songs called Enemy Reimagined really showcased the part of us that like makes people cry because it's so real and so visceral. Um, and it's an interesting uh, amalgamation of taking big, big feelings, but also like brutality and making it work together um, because those things are sort of like diametrically opposed in certain ways, but they can work together and create something that's more beautiful that that you feel the sadness, but you also feel the aggression. And that's what we want to have come through. So you're kind of like bouncing around like, I'm sad and angry. <laughs> <laughs> you're crying in the pit at this point. We're, we're, we're tearing up in the pit at this, over this stuff. We can't help exactly. it. Or, yeah, crying while we're dancing, crying while we're pitting, crying while we're twerking, you know? <laughs> crying while we're twerk moshing. I, that would look really, <laughs> really interesting to think about it. Oh, dear Lord. It's, it's really cathartic. It is. <laughs> when you cry and pop booty at the same time, it hits you right in your... I, I was like, I just had to censor myself. We in have your been, soul bits. In your soul bits. I was going to say something else. But we've been on <laughs> tour and we're unhinged and we've been saying the stupidest shit. <laughs> yeah. but, oh, oh, but when you're on tour and it's like sometimes you're on stage and you say some of the stupidest shit you possibly can imagine, it's like, why the fuck did I say that? But then people will eat that up. People absolutely love it. When I've seen bands say some of the most ridiculous shit on stage, just having fun, stuff that just you don't think makes any sense, but you're just driving off the energy of it. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can't help but just enjoy it. And with you guys being from Seattle, there's another Seattle band that I've seen multiple times. And they they do the, something similar where they're just ridiculous on stage. They just say ridiculous shit. And they have a blast. And I, I can't help it. I love seeing them play live. And you perhaps really know them because it's a void. I, I was yeah. going to say, is it a void? Absolutely, it's <laughs> a void. You're a bunch of fucking pussies. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, no. Benny has like the best front energy. And it's so them and him. We mm-hmm. love them. Um, they're so... They, they make it happen. I mean, I thought you, know, you were probably referencing them earlier when you're talking about Seattle bands that are getting out there and making it happen. That's exactly what I was referencing. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, we're, you know, we're we're like label cousins because um, they're on Thriller mm-hmm. and Thriller owns In Vogue, who we're with right now. Um, and they work with Bob Becker a lot, who's the guy who started Fearless and the Punkos pop stuff. And it was really cool because recently Bob was like, he didn't really know who we were and he was like we need to have a meeting and we were like okay and then he basically like was like who are you what are you doing what do you think you need and we were like oh hell yeah we were i mean and we talked about it and it just felt like a really big cool thing to have happen to be talking to the man that came up with the name punk goes pop 
And that's the fucking shit we're doing on TikTok right now. And that's the dude that like, he also like came up with Punk Goes Crunk, which was what we're doing. Um, <laughs> and it was cool to have him, you know, in all the ways that we've been talking about, like synth synthesizing our stuff together. He was like entirely on the same page. We're talking about going to a producer, talking about getting a booking agent and how we need to like go out there and show that we're doing it and we would be doing it either way. Um, and so like this tour has been, I think, a very affirming uh, experience of of uh, based in that that interview where he was like, well, can you do like a, a home show that pops off and can you get out there on the road? And we were like, it's been so long with um, the pandemic. We were like, yeah, but also like, I don't know, you know, like it's been a fucking long time. And it feels very much like we have done that and and we're going to keep doing it. This is just like I said, just the beginning, even though we're years and years in like this is the a fulcrum point for certain. Yeah, it's kind of like the validation to the point that Bob Becker was making to you guys, and you're able to actually show that that point is incredibly valid with your mixture of styles, with what you're doing, with how everything can be put together. Because even taking a look at like other bands that are a part of both In Vogue and Thriller that I've had the pleasure of not only interviewing the podcast, but talking with and becoming friends with, like from, from In Vogue, like the guys in Stain the Canvas over in Italy, the guys in Dark Divine, and then from yeah. uh, Thriller Records, I mean... I've known Benny since like early 2021 and watching their rise has been awesome. Talking with um, Rain City Drive and uh, Catch Your Breath recently as well. Just seeing just the bands that are being a part of this of this lab these labels, both Thriller and Invoke. It's there's something there about them where there's this creativity, there's this energy, there's this aspect to be able to go and actually after all these different things that you potentially want to go after, not limiting yourselves. But of course, how can we, you know, make this stand out in a way where people are going to be focused in on it, listen to it and really get connected to it. And we're seeing what happened with a lot of these different bands as well. And now with you guys, it's like you're the next one up basically in that aspect with what happened with the Get Low cover. And now with Elsewhere coming out and seeing how people are connecting to it when you guys are out on the road. People are connecting to people are getting it. The energy is there. So now going forward in the rest of the year, it gives you guys that confidence and that energy to continue to stay hungry and tenacious to go after, you know, finding that booking agent that's absolutely going to be the correct fit for you guys to work with you. Finding those tours that you guys want to go on with bands where all of a sudden you're going to be going in there, opening for them, and those bands are going to be even more inspired to bring it than they already were because you guys had that crowd going crazy with, twerking in the pit because get low to the windows and the wall you know all that wow. good shit it's already there yeah it's it feels very affirming like i when we played grants pass like i had this moment on stage where i was like holy shit i'm exactly where i'm supposed to be this is like a dream come true and years in the making not just like years in the making of like the album but like when i was a little kid in seventh grade you know listening to emo music i was like one day i'm gonna do this and like that's what we're doing now and it, it it feels really really cool oh it has to i even had a conversation with someone like this uh but like beforehand actually earlier today kind of one of the biggest things that you always have to remember even during this time is you know things are starting to pop up things are going well but continue to have the mentality of like you know of rocky in the first movie or rocky training for the second movie just constantly that underdog mentality wanting more of it, wanting to just keep clawing at it, having that like aspiration that you had when you first started out, like, I'm going to make it, I'm going to do I don't give a shit what it takes. Continue to have that and not get that quote unquote civilized style where it's just like, eh, we're doing yeah. fine. We can skate by with this. Totally. It's okay. No, no, no. Stay, stay hungry and stay, you know, 
say go nuts because when that does happen then you get to become one of those bands or get a point to become one of those bands that is continuing to pop off continue to create and continue to basically evolve and change direction at a moment's notice for what you guys want to do and continue to push the needle not only for your band but for the scene going forward i mean again a longevity side of this thing take a look at one of the influence i saw for you guys bring me the horizon oh yeah they've been doing it for years and they've been changing in in i mean i i love bring me the horizon i think we all enjoy them a lot and i've i've appreciated their ability to grow challenge themselves to do new different things reach out to people like ed sheeran and like be like bring heavy music to a whole new level um because i do think and and it's sort of weird with like emo and pop punk popping off i feel like the next one that is kind of happening right now like is metalcore and the heavier shit like i feel like it's this weird revolution um of of the heavies and i think part of that is bands like bring me the horizon who bridge the gap between, you know, being fucking brutal, but also being commercially appealing, you know, like it wouldn't happen if, if there wasn't that sort of shit. Um, and I also think I, you know, there's so many people out there who are, who are pop artists and stuff that, that love that shit. And like, you know, low key want to like get down in that heavy ass way, like Ed Sheeran. And who were you talking about yesterday? Who's that likes metal that was getting shit for it? Kate oh. something. No, not no, not Kate Blanchett. Uh, Margot Robbie. Yeah, yeah Margot yeah. Robbie. Yeah, you know, yeah. like people love this shit, and they and and <laughs> it's it's coming. But I was like Kate Blanchett. I couldn't think of it. Um, <laughs> no, she was hating on her for liking it. Yeah, but like it's it's <laughs> it's becoming cool to be like the the alt people. And like when I was little, like all I got was shit for it. And now it's like coming <laughs> back around, and it's weird almost in a way to be have it become this more commercially appealing thing. And if people, and if, if, you know, people weren't into it, then you see these festivals that happen, you know, like Louder Than Life, Blue Ridge, Welcome to Rockville, again, all these, like, the Damon Presents ones. You go to these festivals and, you know, people are, like, those places are just jam-packed every which way you go. Even the small stages are packed with, like, 500 to 1,000 people for a band that maybe you never even heard of, but it's Mm -hmm. your chance to go and see some new music, so why not? And even the bands that have been around for quite a while, like like Slipknot, Slipknot's been around for God, what twenty five years ish now, and they're still no, ap- they're still selling out shows every which way they go. I mean, they put on a, sh- a tour; it's like that thing is gonna sell out by the by the time that show happens. You you know oh, it's yeah. gonna happen because people are drawn to it. People still like it. Yeah, you know whatever is gonna be popular right now in pop in culture, whether it's pop music, hip hop, and rap, which is rap which is you know the more prominent genres i know or especially here in america any kind of that pop country stuff yeah mm-hmm. that's still going to be a big draw too but you're not going to want to discount how big of a draw rock and metal can still be especially as bit more bands are branching out and adding more of that commercial side to them while continuing to stay with their core with their roots and people are getting into the heavier side of things bring me the horizon bad omen spirit box knocked loose lorna shore i mean who would have thought deathcore would have become somewhat popular yeah. yeah, for real. Oh, it's wild. Like the cap on metal is always like, it's there. There's you know there's the metal ceiling. Um, but like it, I do feel like it is pushing up. And I think part of it is um, you know, just all the alt folks finding each other on the internet. You know, like and being like, hey, I was made fun of. Me too. And it's like now we're all in the same place. You know, a lot of people on some of the covers that we do, they're like, where was this when I was in middle school? And I was like. You know, I was thinking the same thing. I, this is what I wish I was hearing in middle school. 
Um, uh, yeah. Yeah, I think we all kind of wish we would have heard that as well. But in the end, whether it happened when we were in middle school, high school, or whether it's happening now, at least it's happening. Yes, mm-hmm. big agree. And you guys are helping along with that as well. And I do want to jump into Elsewhere as well because it yes. would be criminal if we didn't talk about Elsewhere at some <laughs> point during this podcast. And for when I was looking it up and when I was going through it and looking at kind of like the back behind it, this was a concept album for you guys, correct? Big time. Yes. All right, so can you explain what the concept was to everybody that might not know what it is so we can get a full understanding of what this concept was like so when we listen to the album from top to bottom, we can really appreciate the concept and get a full feeling for not only the story that's being told, but how it relates to our current situation? Yeah, so basically, um, Star Wars is a really good um, sort of comparison, but there is an oppressive uh, government called the New Order that is more or less the Empire and um, there's a catalyst moment where the basically the emperor of the new order is killed and his son takes over and he's a much more brutal leader. And this is sort of the catalyst moment for our main character who's working on one of the mining planets. Um, he's going to in the song Lifeline, he's thinking about killing himself. But then he meets some people from the Nova children who are the, the rebels and they go on a quest to find the power of the, the fabled power of the flame. And they go through different things like in every day is a new nightmare. They're they're witnessing a battle between the two sides as they leave a planet. And it's that's like the end is really brutal because that's like a literal moment of war. Um, And they go to this faraway place called The Hollow. And if you see one of the songs called In the Hollow Um, and they have, you know, a fight there and, and, and interact with this fabled power called the flame and he gets the flame and it sort of ends in a way that leaves a lot open for maybe one day when we want to do a concept album again, but um, they get the flame and in the song Stardust, he, if you watch the video, um, our main character Kai, who's played by me, is sort of like looking at his hands and being like, and eventually there's this whole like effect where like clearly some shit goes on and that's him accessing the power. Um, And so that's sort of like him finding his Jedi powers but through finding this fabled thing. And so it's really like a hero's journey. The good guys are chasing, or the the bad guys are chasing the good guys. And it's very much like Kai is on a planet being like, oh, everything sucks. Kind of like Luke at the beginning of Star Wars being like, I want to join the Starfleet, Um, being a total turd. Um, And then he goes off on his adventure with the the Venture crew. Um, So there's actually a a ton of characters. It's pretty in-depth. There's names of ships. There's names of planets. One of the, the name elsewhere is the name of one of the planets. Um, it's actually the planet that Kai lives on um, initially until he meets uh, Otis, who's, if you listen to Lifeline, there's a literal lyric, met a dude at a bar with news from afar that caught me blindsided. And then that's Otis. And he's basically like, what do you have to lose? Like you're working in a forced mining camp, hating your life. And then he his significant others killed by the new order. And then he's like, oh, let's fucking go. Um, and so it's just, it's really cool. It very much is reminiscent of, you know, the dystopian aspects of the world we live in today and how it's kind of hard to feel like there's these powerful people who have maybe not the best intentions and trying to find light and good within that and not letting these oppressive feelings of negativity take over. Dang, that is some, 
I, I knew there was a story behind there, but I was not aware that it was that big and that expansive. And I mean, I have had guests on the podcast before. We've gone into like some of those expansive backstories and you guys might be the second most expansive that I've ever heard of. So damn. <laughs> yeah, thank you. It, it was part of partially fueled by the fact that COVID happened and we were, we were literally about to go on tour to have our nowhere EP, like to tour on our nowhere EP. And the day that we were going to leave, everything got locked down. And we had this big momentum undercurrent was on uh, the core and then on top of the core when those still existed, or I guess it was on new core back then. And it really sort of halted things in a lot of ways. And we're like, well, how can we stay busy and maintain this, this hunger whilst we can't fucking leave our house. And, um, you know, it was going in the studio and watching nerdy movies and shows and, figuring out what all the ins and outs of this world were whilst living in like a pandemic, which is dystopian in its own way. Um, you know, there was protests and there was political upheaval in, you know, the U S and we very like in the song abandoned ship, um, you know, feel the corruption, the crowd, they all love it. You know, that was from watching rallies and seeing just the, the divisiveness of the, that the country was in and each and every song, we could tell you like, well, this is what happens in the story, but like it, it is very much uh, attached to reality. Like the song Infinite is meant to be him having like a dream vision where he's talking to his significant other. But it's also very much about my own trauma um, that that I've gone through in my life. Um, and it was really interesting to have something that was like a coin. You know, on one side, we have the sci fi story and on the other side, we have the, the big feels that that made that something that we could do. Again, going back to that like heavy hitting big feel style that you had talked about as well. But when it comes to especially with this concept that you had gone through, again, you know, you're talking about the heroes. It's a very classic tale that a lot of people told in their own iterations and taking inspiration from those shows, like especially from like Star Wars as well, like you had mentioned, makes a lot of sense because just the way that it's presented and just the thematic style of it, it is a little bit more closely tied. But when you're living through, especially like that pandemic stuff, you're talking about this like dystopian place where you know, whoever's the leaders are, whoever's kind of, you know, running things might not have, you might not feel like they're doing things right or in even the best interest and constantly putting you further and further back. We look at 2020 and a lot of people felt the same way because it was, we constantly saw all these different things happening that made you question were things actually, you know, are, is, is this just the way things are supposed to be? Or is there someone else that has their hand in the cookie jar basically that's, or mm-hmm. has their, you know, their, their, their hand in the button is just or on the joystick and is constantly moving things around to make things happen. Or, and you know, just being stuck in that point as well, you kind of felt helpless in a way because you didn't know what to do. We were, we were, st- we were stuck for a while. It was, you, yeah. you, you tried going outside and it was like you felt weird about it just because of all the stuff that people were saying, all the stuff that was online, everything with the news. It was like being scared to just just to live life at that point. It was it was a weird time, but just kind of find a way to just rise up against that. But even take a look at that as well. You can take a look at it from a grander scheme of things, but also rising up and kind of finding that whatever that passion is, whatever that flame is to get you past those moments personally, whether it is dealing with your own trauma, dealing with family issues, dealing with, you know, maybe the personal side of things for yourself where you're not exactly where you are at that moment. And why do you feel like maybe you shouldn't be at that place? Why do you feel like you should be stuck to where you are, even though you want to be somewhere else? 
and you feel like you have to be somewhere else, but you just can't get up and do it. Understanding a lot of that relating it to this story, relating it to your own hero's journey. You can get to that point and it's just, this might be one of those things where people listen to it, get behind the story, get behind the lore of it, but then can relate it back to their own lives because of those big sounds with those grand feels and really connect with it in a completely different way based on how every single song on this one, you go from one to the next and it's stylistically, you're going from something big to something grand and feel to something that has a softer sound to hit you a little bit differently. Something that's got more of that hip hop tone to it to really drive home more of this, um, more of this grounded approach at the same time as well, given how the backgrounds of some of these styles and some of these genres really play into the different emotions that come through and how they're expressed. And then again, just kind of going and blasting people right in the face with some heavy ass shit because sometimes you need to just put her out right in front of you. No holds barred. Yeah, straight up. Like it, it's it's crazy to go from a song on the album like Risen where we're channeling aggression and the bad guy energy and just like anger and hate to a song like Lifeline where it's so vulnerable and, you know, about feeling scared and feeling you know in that song it goes from the character feeling suicidal to having hope and like it it was so cool to like i said play it all together um when we played it at home because even though it is in a lot of ways all over the place like it has this cohesion um that that shows through when when it you sort of know the story but also know the background story of us as people and but we, what we were going through during the pandemic was what so many other people were going through too. Um, and so I hope that people are able to like relate to that feeling of feeling helpless, but wanting to find the light still, you know? Yeah. Cause again, we've all felt that point in time where we were feeling hopeless. And I feel like a lot of people can relate to, especially at the same time due to what happened during the pandemic. But you take a look at now, you know, we're three years past that and like especially for all of us that are music fans live music is back in full force when there was a time where for a year we had no idea when this was going to come back or if it was going to come back like it was it was kind of a scary concept to think about that we might be never be able to do this again we might never be able to smash against each other in a pit and go nuts and have people think it's the most violent thing ever and then of course at the end of the song everyone's high-fiving and hugging each other because it's like god damn we just went through some shit yeah like you know having looking back at it we can all relate to that feeling of feeling helpless and feeling like hope all hope was gone but then being able to listen to something like this and hear all these different aspects and all these different ideas and feels through the different styles you went on in elsewhere through that hero's journey we can relate that to our own lives as well and understand where maybe there's certain aspects of these songs that really hit us in different ways how can we maximize on that it it kind of is taking that song and that inspiration of it to really forward ourselves and forward our thinking while also enjoying some really, really, really good music. Because even the song, like, every day is a new nightmare, but it all feels the same when I was listening through it. Like, that song was different than almost any other one on the record because it had, like, it was like a softer but electronic kind of post-hardcore feel listening to the vocals. I'm, I was listening, like, this is an interesting choice to go with to really bring that out there. It felt like it kind of reminded me of listening to Varsity at the same time too. And Joey Brown, I'm like, God damn, this is interesting. And then you go into Risen right after. I'm like, holy shit, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like it, it was so fun to to have those, those vibes come together. Like, Hoosty, like what do you feel about that difference? Well, yeah, I mean, uh, especially with Every Day is a New Nightmare. 
Um, that's kind of Jackson's uh, specialty type of uh, songwriting, you know, like the heavy electronics with a big hitting chorus, you know, with a lot of just punches in there. So, um, and then ending it with that ridiculous rap section is like just fucking awesome to be able to do. So, yeah, I don't know. I think whenever Jackson has one of those special songs, we have them on each one of our records, you know, um, they always just hit a little bit different and it's, it's enjoyable. Yeah. But when they hit a little bit different too, it's, you just feel it a different way. And that goes to speak to just how all four of you guys work together as a cohesive unit. And of course, is it going to be perfect every single time? No, it's not going to be perfect every single time. But as you continue to go forward and build on that chemistry with your music and with all the different influences that you have with that idea of big, big hits, heavy feels, grand feels kind of thing you bring that all mm -hmm. together it allows for so many different things to happen like that every day is a new nightmare because at the end of it i'm like this ending is like deeper darker faster kind of reminds me a little bit of that dropout kings kind of style and it's just a completely different energy going forward but then all of a sudden then you go into risen and now i'm starting to feel like that like rise up stand up against stand like stand your ground and stand up against oppression similar like a rage against the machine or a fever 333 type five so like coming off of that it's just how, how the fuck does this work? Then you listen, it's like, this works, but how the fuck did it work? <laughs> yeah. Honestly, so, we ask ourselves that question too, you know? Big time. We really let our, our eclectic flag fly for this one. Um, and we, there was no like, no's. We were like, okay, yeah. And how do we get that to work together? How, do this, how does this make sense to our own feelings? How does this make sense within the story? And because we had all these, you know, we have good guys, we have bad guys, we have things that are happening. We were able to like, you know, literally explain like, oh, well, this is this happening and this is this happening. And it, I think that undercurrent beneath it all is what sort of pulls it together is that like there, it was very intentional um, to have mm -hmm. these very different things. Intentional have different things and it came out in one hell of a way, man. I mean, it was this was a lot of fun to listen, a lot of fun to go through. But what have you seen now from like the fans that outside of just myself, honestly, what else have you seen from the fans when it comes to the, you know, with the new record being out and not talking about live saying, but like what reactions have you been seeing people that have been like posting about it, have been talking to you guys about it? What has that full reaction been to the new album? It's been uh, overall good. Uh, I think the most exciting thing for me is to see like the the really important lyrics to us um people understanding the meaning and like relating to that that just like you know makes me super excited to do projects like this because we put a lot of intention into the lyrics of it and how it relates to us personally so just connecting with people that way is awesome and like the you know writing based off of a narrative having the music come out in a way that people vibe with too it kind of reinforces our ideas within the story. And um, and we hope that it makes that hit a little harder too, you know? Yeah. Like there's been a couple of reviews where they're like, this really stood out to me. And, huh? and we're like, this lyric means a lot to me. I'm glad that that was like actually connecting with someone, you know, whether or not they're like knew exactly what was going on in the story, they were connecting with the feeling behind it. And that's been mm -hmm. the coolest part. Um, and just like the people, like we really put a lot of effort into the music videos because we decided to make a sci-fi fucking story. And so like 
they're all within the world. And with Stardust, the video we just put out, like we built with the friend of our, uh, with the help of our friend Ian Ratu, we built part of like a spaceship, you know, like, and we really went all in in terms of the production. And to have people be like, that was crazy and that was cool really means a lot to us because, you know, for all we knew, no one was going to watch it. We built a fucking spaceship just for fun, which it was fun and cool. But like to have people see the production value and understand that, you know, there's something deeper is very cool. I mean, that that definitely is cool to add to it, but it also (laughs) speaks to just how I see music as like just this great connecting piece because you guys wrote this with your ideas in mind and created this whole entire backstory lore of a hero's journey into it. And when people listen to it, whether they know the story or not, whether they're getting in this or not, when they listen to those lyrics, they listen to how the instrumentals behind it are really putting it all together. They're feeling the the same emotion that you guys were trying to put out there. But what they do is, is they're going to take what your concept was and boil it down to the emotion they're feeling during it and then funnel that in like a line and kind of go into their brains and relate it to something in their brain so that's more personal for them. And that's why that's going to stand out. Our favorite songs, our favorite lyrics, the songs that touch us the most, that's what happened with those songs to all of us, to me, to you, to you two guys out there. It happens. And then that's how we connect with this stuff. So when people are doing that, they're creating their own personal connection to your music, to your song, all based off that feeling. And that's what connects music. That's what makes music great. And that's what just, that just makes everybody happy, man. I mean, man, I'm even more excited now. It's like, woo! (laughs) No, like that's, like, obviously we have the backstory and we have our own feelings, but the fact that it is relatable, that people are able to take it into their own experience is that's everything that's music is connection. Like music is emotions made manifest. And to be able to connect with people in that way, without having like a direct conversation with them to be able to interface with their feelings via art is the apex is everything I've ever wanted. Yeah. Yeah, I would also add that like, because we're, we went really eclectic with this, with this writing process and with this album, there's a little bit of something for everybody. And most of my family and friends and musicians and stuff are not a part of the metal world, but a bunch of them have said like, oh, this song really resonated with me. And like, this one might be a little bit much for me, but <laughs> but like, but I feel like there's a little bit of something for everyone because we have such a, we paint with a big broad brush of styles and everything. And it really helps to engage a lot of different types of people. Mm-hmm. And I think that also adds to just the sustained success and like that crossover, you know, success that you've seen after the success of get low to the new album as well and seeing fans carry over from one platform to the next because you guys have such an eclectic sound and you guys have created so many different sounds on there where people can get behind the people can get behind get low for two reasons one they know they love the same style at get low originally was in and they find it fun or two they love heavy music they love the heavy shit and they think this is absolutely awesome. Then they go into, you know, elsewhere and they listen to your music and hear maybe something that they like in terms of the heavy stuff, like myself. Or they hear stuff that's more on the soft side, more maybe a more hip-hop driven that they're more intrigued with. But it's like, okay, now there's stuff for me here as well. This is hitting with me. This one might not, but this one will hit with me to the point where you're getting a, you're gaining a larger crowd and gaining a larger base off of that interest. And when those next releases come, we don't know exactly what we're going to be getting, but we know that at some point in time, when we get that, it's going to end up paying with us in a certain emotion that we're going to want to be a part of. And that's one of the main reasons why I think Bring Me the Rising keeps, you know, every time they release a new song, 
over the past couple of years. It's completely different from other things that they have done. It's like, what's going on here? Like after post-human survival horror, I'm like, I love the heavier stuff. Some of the lighter stuff, I wasn't as big of a fan. I wasn't as big of a fan, but I did like it. Then they did like Die For You. And I'm like, maybe not the one for me. They put out Strangers. And I'm like, still softer than what I would like, but damn, this is a good tune. And just keeps yeah. rolling like that. It's we don't know what exactly we're going to get, but we know if you continue on the style, we're going to get that good quality of music from you guys. We're going to get that good, good quality sound. It's going to be something that hits on us every single time. Nothing's going to hit for everybody every single time. But we're going to constantly want to come back for more and for more and for more as long as the quality is still there, which after listening to Elsewhere, it is there. Thank you. Right on. Thanks. <laughs> so as 2023 rolls on with the success of Get Low, with the success of New Album, and with you guys, you know, doing very well on this initial run for 2023, what does the rest of the year look like for Desire Disguise? Because you guys have springboarded into the year and have kept the momentum going with the new album. What's coming next? So, like I said earlier, we have the full version of uh, Get Low on February 24th. Then we're putting out a, like a dubstep rhythm remix of it with our friend Overthinker. Uh, it fucking hits really, really hard. Um, it 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 hits so hard. Um, and <laughs> then, like, we've been kind of in this concept world for so long. We've had a really fun time with it. Like, we're really excited to write about what we want to write about you know, more directly. That's just like, these are my feelings. Um, or like, this is the heavy shit, the hard shit, the the hip hop shit that we want to put out. And we really want to explore um, those parts of ourselves more. And so it's going to look like fucking more music as shit um, and then tours. Um, and, and we're just figuring out exactly how that looks, but you're not going to stop seeing us. We're not going to go away for a while. I mean, like we're going to keep it coming. Singles, um, probably definitely more covers. Um, and we're probably going to go see a producer and make some even more dialed in shit. I think there might be a perfect song to describe everything around there. And that's if for the, for 2023, you guys have the drive, you guys have the, the vision of what you want to do. Now it's time to just keep rolling, rolling, rolling. Hell yeah. You already know. I was going to have to bring some Limp Biscuit in here at some point. I'm kind of starting to make that. It happened in the last episode I did too. That might slowly become a trend where Limp Biscuit makes its way into every episode. It's going to be like, it's going to be like, it's going to start to become like Seinfeld where uh, Superman's in every single episode somewhere. Limp Biscuit's yeah. going to be in every episode somewhere. Limp Biscuit remains powerful. <laughs> I, I mean, you take a look at it, it's they haven't really been that active. They did some stuff in 2021, but haven't been that active since, like, you know, what, the mid to late 2000s, and they're still, like, they're, you know, list, people still listen like crazy, like 13 million monthly Spotify listeners for, for mm -hmm. Limp Biscuit. I mean, wow. come on, if you're going to hit with people in a certain way, it's going to end up going. And if you guys hit with people a certain way, you're just going to keep rolling, rolling, rolling. Whoa. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> All of a sudden, I see you guys do a cover of a Limp Biscuit song that adds to it in a completely different way. It's like, did, did they just do an operatic version of Nookie? <laughs> it's not a bad idea. Add some of our own verses. <laughs> yeah, and then just on the mic. I do it all for the Nookie. <laughs> you may have just spawned uh, uh, 
uh, amazing slash upsetting idea in our mind. <laughs> hey, I, hey, I love to do it. I remember back when I was in, in college, I wanted to do this one thing and it was start of like a Vine account where I was going to take song lyrics and read them like they were in like the middle ages. So it'd be like, oh yeah. So like instead of lose yourself, I've been lose thou self into thy music and then just start like really getting into it. But yeah, that never really happened. I never really fully went into it. <laughs> Maybe I should have. I don't know. But I mean, if I usually can sometimes spawn some random wacky ideas, which now include operatic nookie violin biscuit. Love <laughs> it. And if you guys go run with it and go with it, all I can say is, I can't wait to hear it. <laughs> Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Well, gentlemen, as we bring this podcast to its conclusion, one thing I was like to do at the end of this episode it gives, is give my guests, which is all three of you in this instance, a chance to say whatever you guys want to say, plug whatever you want to plug, promote whatever you promote at the end of the episode. So, guys, the floor is yours. All right. Elsewhere is out now. Go stream it. Get low. February 24th. Full version. It's the whole last thing. There's a fat breakdown at the end. Um, we got more covers coming. The The remix will be out early March. And we have a show tomorrow in Sacramento. We have a show in Colton on Friday. And we have a show in San Diego on Saturday. So hit us up on TikTok. Hit us up wherever. Um, we got cool new merch on the site. So say hi. And uh, you won't be. this won't be the last you see of us. Hope it's not the last we see you guys. That would be bad. <laughs> yeah, just closing words. I'd like to say thank you to everyone who's listened, is going to check it out after this podcast. Uh, thank you for having us. Um, we really just feel super grateful right now. All this, all this work coming into the album in the last week, emotions are running high, and we're just like really fucking thankful and grateful we have this opportunity. So thanks. Thank you. Perfect. Perfect. So now it's time for me this podcast with three very specific things. First things first. So elsewhere is available for you guys to listen to, stream, download, buy, all that shit. And the full version of Get Low will be coming out on February 24th. So you're not going to want to miss out on that either. Plus more covers, more crazy new music, and more shows from these guys coming up for the rest of 2023. So you do not want to miss out on any of this stuff. So what's the best way to go about and do that? You're going to want to follow them on their socials. You're going to want to follow them, you know, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Follow them on TikTok because when those crazy covers come out, you know they're going to be posted there. You know there's going to be some wacky videos to be associated with it. And you want to be a part of that, you know, next springboard moment for them on TikTok that Get Low was. You're going to want to watch their music videos as well because with the whole entire like sci-fi kind of uh, trope and idea around them, you're not going to want to miss out on that. Plus, you want to find them on tour to you know listen to the music in a live setting, connect with them, and twerk and mosh at the same time, especially at the end of the set. <laughs> and buy some merch to help support them. No one, you know, those tickets are going on sale. And just listen to everything they have out there. So the best way to do all of that is by going to the description of this podcast where it says, Find Desire Disguise online. There will be links for everything and labels next to them so you know exactly what those links are for. And all you do is click on that link. It'll take you right there so you can like, share, subscribe, listen, buy, download, all that good stuff. I'm doing all that legwork for you. I'm doing all the searching for you. I'm doing like 98% of the work. I just need to do the 2% of stuff to click or tap to click on that stuff and then like their stuff, follow all that good stuff. So do it. 
Do it. Do it. <laughs> Do it. Do it. Now it's time for number two, guys. So whenever I've guessed the podcast, I enjoy having the podcast. I tend to make a certain promise to them for two main reasons. Main reason number one is as a way for me to say thank you for taking the time to be on the podcast. I know you guys have been doing whatever else you want with the time, but you took the time to be on here with me, and I really appreciate it. And the second thing is I would like to say I'd like to support the band in any way that I can and continue to support them, which is you guys in this case. So this promise is a consistent thing that's been hit up by every single band I've had in the podcast. And you guys are continuing this trend once again. The promise starts with a when, because that implies this is happening. Date and time, we just don't have that set yet. But when I get to see you guys perform live for the first time, I will search for you. I will find you. And I will make sure that the first round is on me. Hell yeah. <laughs> All right. Awesome. We appreciate that. I just had a little bit of that uh, Liam Neeson part in there. Yeah, I know. I'm yeah. taking ass today. Yeah. Yeah. The Cage, Limp Biscuit, Le- Liam Neeson. I'm on a roll. <laughs> Fuck yes, dude. We will see you. Cannot wait for it. And as we bring this podcast to its full conclusion, the last thing I cannot do is say goodbye. Goodbye is way too final because I made you guys a promise. I have to see you guys from life because the first round is on me. On top of that, I do not want this to be the only time I have you guys in the podcast. This was a hell of a lot of fun. I would love to have you guys back on again in the future because the future is bright for you guys, and I want to be there for the whole ride. So I cannot say goodbye. That's way too final. So, guys, (laughs) this is I'll See You Later. Yeah, we'll see you next next time, time, homie. Thank you. Well, folks, that was my interview with the guys in Designer Disguise all the way from Seattle. Thank you guys once again for being on the podcast. And now it is time for the aspect of the podcast, the segment I call Kevin's final thought. So one of the big things that came out of this podcast, I remember Jackson actually saying was when it comes to success, it takes great timing and a little bit of luck. And I mean, take a look at what happened with them on TikTok. They released their brand, their cover of get low in the with like a metal core, get low on a platform. That is the best platform for music discovery is TikTok can be the best platform for like bands to really pop off and get discovered in the next five years. It might be for the next year, but who knows what's going to happen in five years. Something else might come along. Another app might come along. Another social media network might come along that's going to be even more important in the next five years. We don't know, but they're looking at what is popular and what can they do to maximize on that. And they're having fun with it too. They're being themselves. They're not trying to be cringy about it and trying to just do something just to be able to you know hit on something. No, they're having fun with it. And the Get Low cover absolutely fits. And it fits their style as well because these guys can go many different places. Rock, metal, hip hop, rap. I mean, fixing or mixing all these influences in with that rock and metal style. It's fantastic. And when they came out with that as well, and when it hit off on TikTok, being able to convert people to that and having more for them to get into. So you, people are coming to the band page or seeing what the band has to offer. And all of a sudden, you know, they got a brand new album out right after it. People are able to get into this album, get into the concept behind it and feel the emotions in many different aspects and a different style that might, that they might like, whether it's that hip hop, you know, influenced style from rock and metal, whether it's the heavy side of things, the stuff that just goes super heavy and goes, you know, I can't really do unclean vocals. So don't ask me to do them again, even though I'll continue to try, but you think about it and this is the type of band that's really going places because they have the substance behind their stuff. They're having fun with it. They're being as creative as possible to find what they want to do, what works for them. And in the future, it's just going to keep going. We're seeing that happen in 2021 with the springboard effect they've seen from the get low, uh, 
cover popping off on TikTok. We're seeing that with what's going on with Elsewhere, and we're seeing that with the fact that on their first run for the album that they put together themselves, they are selling out dates for it. And people are having a blast. The energy is there because who doesn't want to twerk and mosh in the pit? I can't twerk, but I'll mosh. Trust me on that one. So in the end, when you really think about this whole entire thing, Desirous Guys has put themselves in one hell of a position, guys, to really, really, really take off and have their music be discovered based on the variety they're able to bring and the congruency they're able to bring within that variety by keeping it consistent to their sound, consistent to their idea of big you know, those big songs that are going to hit you hard, hit you heavy, that have those grand, meaningful, you know, emotions that come out from it as well. Like, again, the concept of what I Prevail sound is at the core and the concept of what Dayseeker sounds at the core in that Venn diagram put together, that's where Designer Design comes in. And Designer Disguise, I should say, comes in. And it's just something cool to watch. I mean, these In Vogue and Thriller bands are just really, really, really fun to watch and look at. I mean, I said it, you know, from the In Vogue side of things, we have Desire Disguise. There's also Dark Divine and, of course, our friends in Stain the Canvas. From the Thriller side of things, Rain City Drive, Avoid, of course, um, Catch Your Breath, and we'll see who else comes on. I can't wait for it. And just keep watching these bands, man. Just keep watching, keep following along with them because... They're so much fun. They're bringing so much more fun to the industry. So much more fun in the music scene. Let's keep enjoying it. And for you to keep enjoying it, make sure you go to the description of the podcast which says follow Desire Disguise online. Links, labels for all their socials where you can watch music videos, where you can get, enjoy with them on TikTok, where you can stream the album elsewhere, where you can buy it, download where you can get tickets for their live shows, buy some merch, support them. It's all in the description of the podcast under find Desire Disguise online. And also, be sure to subscribe to the Corporate Crush Podcast. We're watching on YouTube to watch these podcasts. Or if you're listening to Spotify, Podcast Radio, Amazon, or anywhere else. Because who doesn't want to subscribe to this bad boy of a podcast? You know you want to. So please do. Also, follow us on our social media platforms. Facebook, Instagram, TikTok for your viewing pleasure. Because you get the, all the little like, small bits from the podcast there. You know, more of the bite-sized chunks. If you don't want the whole thing, get the bite-sized chunks there. Find all the crazy stuff we're doing on the podcast as well. Connect with us. I will answer to your DMs and to your comments. Yes, it is me, the one that is answering. And we do uh, live streams on Instagram every single Wednesday night, 9 p.m. Central, where you can just come talk to us in person about whatever the hell you feel like. So come on, come and join. Let's have a blast. I also want to thank Phoenix Fitness for sponsoring this podcast. Remember, 20% off and 20% off. That's just twi- twi- uh, That's just it. 20% off. I'm you too, some manscaped one from the previous time. 20% off. Use the code CPP20 at FNX.com. Link is in the description of the podcast. Thank you, Phoenix. Thank you guys for designing this, guys. Once again, this one was a hell of a lot of fun. Keeping my eye on you in 2023 because what else is going to happen with you guys? January was a nuts month. Let's keep it rolling. Keep rolling, rolling, rolling. And that's going to be it for me, guys. Thank you for watching listening to the Chord Progression Podcast. My name is Kevin. And you guys know how I end every single one. I'm the big, healthy, and hearty. See you.